Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, sometimes I watch them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, we're going into the second part in our two-part review of the Amazon Prime video series, The Boys. My friend Hannah Bader and I are talking about the second season of this hit series, so if you want to know about our thoughts on season one, you should really go check out last week's episode. This show is based on the Dynamite comic series, The Boys, by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. But considering how I haven't read that series, we really don't go into any spoilers for that. Eventually, we'll do a review on that comic series, but that's a different episode entirely. Remember, there are full spoilers ahead for Amazon Prime's The Boys Season 2, so consider yourself warned. As always, follow us on Instagram at Cameron Reads Comics, and please, please, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Now, here is your review for The Boys Season 2. Welcome to Cameron Reads Comics. Oh my gosh, you're back. I'm so happy. I've been waiting for this one for a while. This is, oh my gosh, I got sick. As in two weeks. Yeah, I got sick. It's been weighing on me. You just gave away our recording schedule. (laughs) Because this is actually, Hannah, you watched this entire series in a week. You know what? That's why you are mastering your edits. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. The audience can know. We recorded this a long time ago. Um, You got sick. That's, I mean, it would have been, we would have had this done a while ago. Yeah, literally like... You know, really sad. I got sick, but for the audience members, I got tested negative for coronavirus. My so, guy. so we're all safe. And if you sound con, if you hear congestion, then you know I. It's just it's just residual. It's just the regular congestion. <laughs> it's not the 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 Rona congestion. <laughs> um. Okay, Hannah. I'll, before we even start, um, we I just need you to, to tell tell us the tale. I, I realized after listening to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. You were like, Cameron, I don't know if I can get through this. And you, I remember you couldn't – you started the first season and you couldn't get through it. Mm-hmm. And like that's the first episode. This is really a theme. <laughs> and so, Hannah, will you tell us the tale of what it was like when you started the second season of The Boys? Ugh, yeah. I knew this was going to be on here and I was honestly dreading having to relive the horror of that night for me. But <laughs> I – Horror. The horror of that night. I went into it just very like, okay, I – like I, I really didn't think I was gonna make it through second season, but I had already committed to doing this second podcast with you. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna ruin his whole schedule. Like I'm loyal. I'm gonna do this. Hannah was like, Cameron, you know, if I can't do it, we can we can just get Mia on because that is basically the same thing. And I'm yeah, like, she and I are the same person. And also, I watched her watch the show more than I watched the show. So I was like, she's this perfect fit. And she was like, I don't want to do it. So here I am. This episode is sponsored by <laughs> Hannah's coat and Mia. So thanks, Mia. <laughs> Which, okay, I'm really glad that I did stick it through. But the first episode, I also think I kind of went into the first episode thinking like, which was stupid, but I went into it thinking like, okay, it, like it can't be that bad. I've, I've seen the first episode, the first season, like whatever they're going to throw at me, like I've probably seen it before. Hannah's like, wrong. I'm a pro. <laughs> I can handle heads popping left and right. No, I can't. First of all. <laughs> second of all, they throw in this scene, which now at the end of the second season, I'm like, was almost unnecessary. The whole thing with the guy who can like grow back oh. his own body parts. And so yeah. he gets, he like people buy them off him and then he lets them cut them off and then it's all for sexual pleasure which was just fucking disgusting and it made me so sick to my stomach and i was so upset i was so mad i was mad at cameron i was mad i was mad at everything and i like we i think we watched it kind of later in the evening so i didn't really have time to process what had happened and then like forget about it before I went to go to bed. So like all I could picture in my head was like, and I didn't even watch it. Like I closed my eyes. Like I knew I got it. I was like, okay, I knew what's happening. He's going to cut his arm off and it's going to be disgusting. And so I like, I wasn't watching it, but I saw enough. 
Oh, my God. I didn't close my eyes right in time. So I saw like a tiny bit. And then I didn't sleep that night. It like, was, I literally didn't. Like, I think I watched. I, re- I read like four or five chapters of Harry Potter. You're like trying to calm yourself. I'm trying to calm myself down. Like, just come back to Hogwarts, Hannah. Go back to Hogwarts. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, like ha- you're happy there. That's like a happy, safe place for you. Little did you know that it was all the chapters on Dementors. <laughs> Hannah was yeah. done for that night. <laughs> So then I watched like seven, probably like five or six episodes of Bob's Burgers. And I think I finally like just got fell asleep probably around like 2.30 or 3 and got to work the next day. And I was just like, Cameron, I didn't sleep last night. And I was so, I was so, I was mad. I was like, why didn't you sleep? Like, well, a lot of the show is so great. But then the best part is that before even that happened, Hannah and I text quite frequently. And so she was sending me her like reactions to season two my updates as they're happening yeah literally as as she's watching and so i have a i have a series of texts that i'm going to read you guys based (laughs) this is hannah's live live coverage of season two oh no the first one i got november 15th also i'm barely going to survive season two this first episode is so bloody with the sad emojis and i said calm down (laughs) you said dude don't forget i've gone soft this is brutal with like four years and then I said, soft girl. To emphasis, the brutal. Yeah. I was like, really, it was, it was brutality. Yeah. And then I said, soft girl. And then you're like, do you feel like this season is worse in terms of violence? And then I said, I don't think so. And then in all caps, you respond, oh, my God, that chick's head. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't. And so I said, I had to remind her, I'm like, Hannah, do it, do it for the pod. And then I wrote that I wrote. Next week, Hannah describes the violence she faced and vomits on live audio. And she said, there's a 90% chance that that's going to happen. <laughs> and then um, it pretty much goes into Hannah being like a thirst trap for Frenchie. And it's yeah. – she says, I, yes. can't, I can't with the gills talking. And I said, Hannah, you'd probably be into gills talking. Anyways, she says – um, Frenchie can get it and sends me a dreamy photo of Frenchie, which if you listen to last week's episode, Hannah's into Frenchie. So Very into Frenchie. It's consistent. I followed him on Instagram like two days ago. You followed him? Yeah. Good. I was like, I gotta, I gotta keep up with this guy. Yeah. You're like, love him. Love him. Mean it. And then, Hannah's, then eventually last one, she's like, whoa, there are heavy <laughs> Nazi racist vibes all of a sudden with the boys. <laughs> and I said, yep, it's wild, man. She said, we're on the second to last can't wait to be done. This shit's too heavy for me. And I said, I'm going to read these on air. <laughs> you said, and then, that could, heart, and then my heart sank. <laughs> you're, oh, like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, that could be a whole episode. Just reading my commentary. <laughs> and so that is the, that is the sequences of Hannah texting me watching <laughs> the boys season two. And so I guess then the next logical question is, mm-hmm. how'd you like it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I loved it. It just took me a minute to get there. And also, by this point, Mia and I have worked out a very good system of me closing my eyes. And you you gave me some warnings about certain episodes. You're like, I know you're just not going to watch this particular scene. So I, I was like, the trial, the the, the courthouse. Was, the courthouse episode. I'm like, Hannah, if you can't stand that one from season one, do not watch, do the, not courthouse watch the courthouse. And I did not. Um, but I actually, I almost think that the courthouse scene, I mean, I watched like the first head explode. And I was kind of like, eh, I could probably have done that. Because this is my thing, and you, and you asked me to. You the way asked you me just to, said that. <laughs> I could have exploded someone's head. It's fine. No, I couldn't have exploded it myself. I just could have. I could have watched it because, like we've talked about a couple of times, and this is what I was trying to figure out how to explain to you. Because you were like, I don't understand your threshold of what you find too disturbing. Yes, I don't. It's not it, like the all those heads just kind of popping. It's like not a super realistic thing for me, right? So like, it's obviously not what happens and <laughs> I can get past that. Cause I'm like, this yeah. is like really over stylized. This is really overdone. The thing that I can't get over, and I'm sorry if this puts your questions out of order, but I can't, what I can't handle is the motive behind the actions. So sorry. That was my, oh my gosh, she, football. So <laughs> fans are ca- contacting Hannah. Um, and I, okay. So like Homelander, for example, every single time he came on the screen 
I would be terrified. Yeah, I don't like, I don't know what like what happened this season, but I really felt like Homelander became unhinged and he was super scary the first season and now I'm just like every time he comes on I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Absolutely terrified. Because he's so he's so twisted and he's so mm. demented and the reasoning and the things that he does are so grotesque. Like that's the problem that I had. It wasn't really like the actions themselves because I get it it's a violent show and like People are going to be dying, you know, constantly. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. They're dead right now. <clears throat> Everyone's dead right now. Wow. And wow. That got bleak. <laughs> just kidding. But <laughs> that's the problem that I have. Yeah. It's like, not the actual violent act itself, although sometimes it totally was too much for me. But, like, generally speaking, the stuff that, like, really, like, stuck with me that made me not be able to sleep well afterwards were things like the guy selling his body parts okay. and like anything Homelander had to do and then stuff at the very end which we'll get to okay actually wait yeah and that's my next question is how did if you didn't like the um whatever homie cutting off his arms for yeah. like trade yeah how did you feel about um Homelander making that one dude from season one like shapeshift oh into my still well and then like then even into Homelander and like did you love that no I hated that I'm like how did you feel about that it was really disturbing. Um, Although I did think it was really funny when he accidentally turned back into himself. And he's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, that was pretty funny. But only because it made Homelander like so grossed out by himself. It's just, the thing is, is like, there are scenes with Homelander where like, for like half a second, like like with stuff with Ryan, like at the end. Yeah, When yeah. he's kind of being actually like a decent... Yeah, he's trying to. He's really trying to be a father. He's trying to be somewhat good in some small way. With in the Ryan. ways, in the ways like he knows how to be. Yeah, and Mia, like, like she was like, oh, like, okay, well, we know why he is so messed up. You know, it's not really his fault. And she would have these moments where she was trying to like give him the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, no, fuck no. Like, wait yeah. till the next scene because the second the next scene comes on, like. This guy is going to go off his rocker again and, like, guarantees exactly what happened. He's going to go on a puppy-killing rampage. Exactly. So I had zero sympathy for him at any point in the show, even when he was kind of showing signs of being, like, a decent human. I was like, no, absolutely not. This guy, like, everything about him and the storm... Stormfront. Stormfront. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Stormtrooper, and I know that that's not right, and I know what that's from, but in my head... That's what it is. Anyway. It's, it's because it's the more popular fandom. Yeah. Anyway, so that, I don't know. That's, but when he, when he turns into himself or when he has him turn into himself and he goes to like suck his own dick, but it's not really him, but it's the guy who shaves Oh my gosh. Him. That was so weird. Okay. But did it not remind you of like an extremely disgusting version of when Captain America fights Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it reminded me nothing of that, and you same. just you messed everything up for me. All all Captain America it said was, was like, thing. all Cap Captain America said was like, "That's America's ass." He didn't like freaking put his I face know. down there. <laughs> you messed know, up. But it was just like the same because it, it, the, those they remind me a bit of each other, and they were uh, no okay. I, I just it's a stretch, but it made me it, it made me laugh, and I thought about it, and I was like, "Haha, that was like the rated X version of." <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I learned a lot about Hannah right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I'm like, this is this is a rated X podcast now. I'm like, oh, NC seventeen or whatever. Um okay, so Okay. Um based on the new characters, like or yeah. like the new arcs, actually I think season two did an amazing job. I think this was actually an excellent season in really addressing um like nuggets and points left from season one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really think it did a mm -hmm. great job of picking up the pieces and like open story arcs and like answering those. You know what I mean? Like what, yeah. ha what happened to Becca? What, totally. um, uh, la the whole lamplighter lamp stuff thing. was, I thought was really great. And like, especially watching it so like recently, like so in, in tune with season one, mm -hmm. I think it was a real treat to be able to be like, oh my gosh, we, we got a lot of answers and it really just picked up the pieces and took them further. And so, um, well, and it gave a lot of context to, Frenchie and, and Mother's Milk, too. Oh, yeah. But even, like, we were talking last week about Queen Maeve and, like, wow, yeah. we finally got to get, yeah. you know, really kind of what's going on with her. So was there a character or, like, a season or a new character or a character that we got to know better this season? Like, that – I'm like, what am I trying to say? 
A new character or an no. old character that we know better now? Someone that you got to know, not a new character, an old, an a old returning character. character that their arc was, you know, dug in deeper. Like, you got to understand more about them. Who was your favorite one of those? It's, well, at first I was thinking Maeve. Absolutely. Because I do think that they give a thousand times more context to who she is and her story and like the way that she feels so in not indebted but like oppressed by homelander and like to the point that like she can't even she sacrificed this relationship with the woman she loves and she did all this stuff because of what would happen yeah it's and so like the way that i said in the first season how she's just like kind of defeated and she's just this like she seems a bit spineless in the first season. Just kind of, she's like, oh, yeah, I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to go with the motions. And then yeah. now you're realizing, like, why she's doing that. And then she's freaking cool. Like, she's... She's awesome. She's she's so badass. Like, I loved, I loved her in the second season. And I loved the whole storyline. And I loved her trying to break out of Homelander's whole thing. And also, I thought it was so funny how they kept playing up the whole, like, lesbian superhero thing like the way that they were oh. making fun of marketing people for playing that oh, up yeah. into this whole like i'm gay and i'm proud like that yeah, whole yeah. thing like and proud like, candy bars or whatever yeah yeah and then they would have like a commercial and there'd be like the flag and the ring in the background like that was really funny but because i'm frenchie's girl i'd have to say <laughs> that getting to know his story was so good it was so good. Like the lamplighter stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and just it, him being, which I thought was so funny, right? Because I'm like, the last time you had me on for the other book was My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. Yeah. And of course, the character that I'm like the most attracted to in this show is a full on junkie. And like that oh, episode is God. just him like doing lines and like everyone's overdosing and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I even put two and two together. It all makes sense now. Yeah. But I really liked um his whole thing of like how much he beats himself up for um lamplighter burning the kids and then why he was so conflicted about why he wasn't there in the first place which was yeah. to save his friend who was overdosing and then yeah. the what i don't remember what he says but like oh i think he was talking to mother's milk when he's like it's when they're in the um where they're making the new soups like in that big lab thing yeah and they're talking about what happened and then mother's milk is like why didn't you ever tell me that like i would have we would have let you off the hook and then frenchie says who says i wanted to be let off the hook yeah because it was like his he was so tortured by like his actions mm -hmm. and it was it was like and then just him coming full circle and like begging what's her name to let him go to let lamplighter go the one whose kids she he burned oh yes oh my gosh and he's saying like it's not gonna make you you killing him or like getting rid of him isn't going to make you feel any better. And like, you're not going to be freed from this pain. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh my God. The lamplighter stuff was really good because I found, uh, like it just, it even lamplighter as a character himself and like kind of how fucked up he was from the seven. And then seeing how he didn't forgive himself. Like he didn't right. know either like that. All, all of the events surrounding that event and like that circumstance was so well done and it was so good. So I'm like, I was so hyped on it. And he's a character. Lamplighter is a character who, unlike Homelander, you don't like him. Like, he's not a good character. No. But it was way easier for me to be able to give him some grace and to be like, he didn't mean to do what he, like, just, just sort of. Yeah. I had more empathy for him. Yeah. And none for Homelander. But, yeah, I, he, he was just more of a character that I was, like, able to. To, to to see all the different dimensions of him. Yeah. My favorite my favorite new arc that we got to explore was Queen Maeve. I think she was so yeah. good. And like after cuz for all the listeners, I listen to the episodes once they're released cuz I'm like number one, I'm curious how does it sound, whatever. Also, just like that that pride of hearing myself on a podcast, frankly, it's that real. Um Queen Maeve, you you and I were talking about like who Starlight is to the Seven and then who mm -hmm. Queen Maeve is and like how Queen Maeve is a print. She was once Starlight, and then mm -hmm. she she got disdainful, and like really, she was ruined by this corporate entity that is whatever superheroism or really what it isn't. Mm -hmm. And so, seeing her just like 
number one now getting an arc to redeem herself and like fighting back and really getting an edge pack i was i was it was so neat to yeah. see like yeah. you know you, you you thought that she was just like an alcoholic really over everything just like phase completely like almost like clouded in her judgment but you see that once it comes to like you know seeing starlight and seeing the starlight become more like queen mave this season it was just so yeah. rewarding um to really see her get her edge back like all of that stuff with her getting you know what i realized i love in this show is the, the, how they use leverage in within each character mm-hmm. because i'm like man like when queen mave brings out the footage from the airplane going down it changed everything and i was like it's referring to something that happened in season one in such a way where it's like that almost, you know, that event worked so well for what it was in season one, but then using it in that different way in season two to be like, yo, I could release this and yeah. it's over for Homelander. I just thought that was so well done and like seeing Queen Maeve kind of like getting her balls back. It was awesome. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. Yeah. And so that's a character that, and especially, you know, towards the very end, her just like fighting Stormfront. You know what I mean? With the yeah. three girls, like her coming in clutch, and then her going back to Homelander at the very end mm-hmm. when uh, Rebecca died and mm-hmm. Stormfront died. It was like, oh my gosh, it was so good. Who's your favorite member of the seven? Okay, so these are the these are the two that I thought a lot about. The two questions are my two favorite of the seven and of the boys because I have shifted quite a bit from the first season. Yeah, Maeve is definitely my favorite of the seven. Okay. By far. However, in the beginning, I was like, Stormfront, she's freaking cool. Like, I was so on board for her. I was like, she does, she's pretty, like, rec- she's just oh, I thought, hair. I, I thought you were just going to be like, she's pretty. I like her the most. <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was happy. She was pretty. <laughs> no, I just thought she was cool. And she was so like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And like her humor and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, she's going to be a fun addition. And then like, maybe there's going to be some inner stuff with the girl. Like I wasn't really sure where her storyline was going. And then as it turned into what it turned into, I was like, this, this is insane. This chick is insane. Like, I don't have, I don't have words. Like you can't, you can't explain to somebody like how actually like grotesque as a human superhero, this person is. Because there's just, it's like so, unless you've oh seen it gosh. and watched it and yeah. like know her character and like what happened, I I don't know if I think she's worse or better than Homelander. Like I really, I, like most times I'm like, she's worse yeah, than yeah. Homelander. And uh, then at other times I think she's not. I don't know if she's worse. She's just so different than Homelander in her. But again, I don't have like, like the scene where she's talking about her daughter and how she's like, oh yeah, I watched my daughter die. I didn't care at all. Oh really? I was like, good. Oh, damn. I'm glad you suffered. Damn. So, <laughs> she, out of all the suffering, and she was, she was a Nazi. Like, she was super racist. She killed a bunch of people. And then, like, when her and Homelander keep having those weird, like, sex scenes, I was just, like, it, it was just so disgusting. It was just gross. Anyway, she's obviously not my favorite member. That's not what you asked me. That I just wanted so... to throw those last, those little things in there because I wanted you to know how much I hated her. Damn. And also, damn. I was very unsatisfied, uh, I was pretty unsatisfied with her death, but yeah, okay. I, I think I'd agree. I wanted her to die. I wanted the girls to beat her up. I felt like she's one girl and she's obviously very, very super. I get it. She's like super strong and she's like probably like, well, she's the first. Yeah. Right. But between the three Maeve, Kimiko and Starlight, and Starlight, all they did was kick her. Like the first, like it happens and they fight and then yeah, there's like, like kind of some cool shit happening. And then they, and then that song plays and I was so hyped. I was like, this is so sick. Like these girls are sick. And then they show all the three boys and they're just standing there. They kind of look at each other and like shrug and they're like, they're like we can't do anything. Like we're completely powerless. And then these yeah, girls like, were like going in on her, but then all they did was just stand around and kick her for like a minute. And then she just got up and flew away. And I was like, that was that, that was it. Like I wanted her death to be more at the hands of the people that she had been so directly hurting this whole time. And not, not that, not that Ryan had didn't have his own reasons for doing it, of course, but I just was like, that was kind of cheap. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know if I disagree, but who was your favorite? Yeah. Anyway, so back to the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, well actually let's put a pin in that really quick because she was my favorite. Oh, she was. She was my favorite member of the seven. I think she was the most compelling. 
And I think that you're right. I, number one, a good mystery surrounding a character. I thought her the the mystery of who she was was, was so interesting, and I thought that the way that she leaned in to the corporate entity, but also kind of like went away from it. Mm-hmm. But then you find out she's really more part of it than mm-hmm. anyone else. Was so great and so well done. Um, her really flipping the script on Homelander, who you know, I I like the way that they took uh, like. They 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 took a very glaring look at tradition of you know su- whatever superheroics or mm-hmm. like uh, public fame and mm-hmm. they flipped it on its head and made it something entirely different and something more sinister which is like what it was just so interesting and she's like oh what'd she say she's like I don't need one billion people to love me I need five million people to hate me and it's like whoa like yeah. what and. Hurling in, she's like, my empire is five guys like in laptops, you know what I mean, creating memes. That's it. And so it's like her turning because she's the she's one of the first people that you see post Madeline Stillwell to be really be able to get under Homelander's skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she she really dethroned him. And I was like She did. And I was like, that was something I'm a big fan of because you know, it's it's almost difficult to look at a character and a, a character with Superman esque like powers and like statue esque like uh, attributes such as Homelander, it's really hard for them to be able to get, um, you know, get under their skin or get leverage on them. And that's like going back to the leverage right. thing. It's like you were really able to see her just like win over the fans in the way that he could never. Yeah. I know. I, I can agree with everything. I think I have a harder time when I'm answering that question. I just sort of, I tend to look at it of like, Who's my favorite character? As in, like, who did I like the most? Yeah. But in terms of like, a, like characters that were super interesting, that you kind of like their stories better. I completely agree. I think yeah. Stormfront had the best story in terms of like how she started, her slow takedown of Homelander, and oh then even gosh. getting him to like fall, like, like just how, yeah, she dethrones it, but then she gets him to like kind of get obsessed with her oh yeah and like that whole the her whole mind game and i like that she's the only person who really got under his skin she's the only person who really could like upset him the way that she did yeah and i loved i and i think that was really interesting and that made for a really good character but i hated her so much at the end because she's it's terrible that like she's not my favorite for that reason like that's why maybe is my favorite because she's like a really good character and then she has such a complex storyline of why she's doing what she's doing and why she seems a bit like she's the one who's kind of like overlooked and then i like how much she comes to starlight's rescue throughout the whole season multiple times yeah and like in a way where it's like she wants to prevent starlight from becoming her yeah exactly and she also wants to keep starlight alive like she's got this whole like protection over her which i and i and i really liked that storyline i did think it was a little bit funny how like in because starlight's story got super complex like she she didn't seem as strong as a superhero to me like in her scenes where she was fighting she got her ass kicked every single time and i was like she's not that great of a superhero well she's not great against the seven no she's not i'm like you know, everyone knows her against homelander it's down for it. yeah, yeah. yeah but even black noir was gonna kill her Black Noir's... No. Until, until Maeve stuck up an almond joy in his mouth. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. So I'm like, she wasn't that... I'm like, I... I mean, I, yeah, you're right. Up against the seven, not anybody. Like, most of them aren't very good. But I was... I thought it was funny that I... It doesn't make me not like her any less. I was just, like, wanting her to be a little bit stronger in certain thing in certain moments. Um, but... Yeah, Maeve is my favorite, but I like the innocence of Starlight and Huey. Oh, we're, I think I think we'll talk about that. So or I like even not not so much innocence of Starlight anymore. But wait, wait, I have one point I want to make about it. Yeah. Uh, what's her face? Stormfront. Yeah. Um, I think the the overall thing that really kind of nailed it for me of like her being my favorite favorite person on screen mm-hmm. at all times was when she when you see her influence because. There's that intro, I think, to whatever episode six, where the guy is, it, you just literally see a civilian in his everyday, he's kind of getting flooded with information, and then you find, you, oh. you realize that her being, you know, a fake, whatever, social justice warrior, or whatever you want to say, a fake, like, feminist, or what woke-ass person, mm-hmm. you see him wake up every mm-hmm. day getting flooded with her information, eventually 
killing, you know, uh, a, an, an innocent a, liquor store or gas station. Yeah. An immigrant, like an, an immigrant or like, I think it, that was the critique of it. It was like right. this alienation of, you know, other people and making the other something. And like, you see the ramifications of what she's doing in his life, which mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I think that was like such a brilliant introduction to an episode i was like wow like that was that was the one i texted you when i said i can't wait for this to be over the show so heavy yeah that was that text i was like oh man that like because then that came to a point where like everything everything else is superheroes but then with that yeah introduction to that character and the influence is then it became really real and it became very just like people and how and like it was such a real thing with like our world and like our time where we are flooded with the internet and we are super easily swayed by people and politicians and the media and news and they can make us do and act a certain way and you get and that's and that's what happened and it's it's like horrible yeah it was it was that one was heavy but it was so yeah. good but oh, it no. was it, yeah it was really bad but it was really good storytelling okay well then wait same question do we go over the one with the boys same question but for the boys no but i kind of Frenchie. I've jumped all over because I haven't really. Hannah's passionate this morning. Yeah, you've asked me one question and I've answered like five other ones instead like, of one you've asked me. It's okay. <laughs> but like... yeah, it's 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 Frenchy. <coughs> With an honorable mention to Mother's Milk because oh my gosh, yeah, his story really got taken up a notch in this in this season. I felt like let's just talk about Mother's Milk for a while. Yeah, that's fine. Um. Like his, he's he's so important because he's the thing that's holding this group together at this point. Because Butcher's all over the place, and again, like you said, you kind of have to like put him to the side because you just love Butcher, and so he's it's like that's like okay, yeah, that's not an obvious choice. But him being all over the place, Huey being like the one who's trying to take charge, but is just really bad at it. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Frenchie is just worried about Kimiko and Kimiko's kind of off, like unhinged because of her brother. Oh my God. Which and that storyline is just was... a whole other thing we could talk about for hours because I loved it. Another reason I love Stormfront is when she's like, I like seeing the lights go out and I'm like, Oh, that's terrifying. Anyways. Oh yeah. I wasn't watching that scene, but you, you described it, but I did hear it. <laughs> you described it watching Mia watch it. Cause you're like, I can't watch this. And then you covered your ears or something. And then Mia's like, Ooh, Stormfront said something racist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's I was like, like what'd she say? <laughs> and I'm like, little did you know, little did you know? Um, yeah. Mia was like, yeah, she's like, She's she said something racist, and then she said, "I don't like that." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, what'd she say?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, hey guys, Camry's comics is not pro racism." <laughs> no, that was the whole point. Is we hated her for half, halfly because of how racist she was. And I'm like, you know, wh- when I'm watching it the first time, I didn't know if I like really saw that. I'm like, oh yeah, she's racist. Well, you know, she's evil. She's a part of the seven, so she's bad anyways. But then you know, she's you- racist in every way. Yeah, but no, but then, but like. It was on my second watch that I'm like, oh, yeah, she did say something racist because she's a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, and then she tried to convince Ryan that white genocide was a thing. Oh, yeah. I'm like, she's the freaking worst. And even that, Homelander was like, uh-oh. Homelander's like, that like, was when he started to realize, yeah. like, oh, shit, maybe I'm in too deep with this girl. He's like, he's like <laughs> dang, she crazy. <laughs> like, no pun intended, because he wasn't deep. Oh my gosh! Wow, look at you, look at you go, girl. Um, okay, wait. Uh, um, so yeah, Frenchie, but then also Kimiko, but then also Mother's Milk, but then also I liked Huey. <laughs> no, wait, wait, you didn't like Huey. I though. know, but then I he came back stronger than ever. Tell tell me why. Okay, the first season, or sorry, the first episode. I thought he. I, this is the thing. He was like on the phone with Starlight and they were having a conversation and she was like, why are you lying to me? And he was like, I'm not lying to you, but he was lying to her. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, Hey boys, s- don't be liars. Okay. <laughs> not, I mean, yeah, don't, but that's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's like, not the point I'm making. And was like, maybe. <laughs> Depends. I'm just kidding. I, that wasn't my point. I mean, yeah, it, it was terrible that he was lying, but it was just like, they were both so incapable of just kind of, of uh, being, themselves being into each other being what they both wanted to they he, it was just it was just this weird thing and i was like oh my god he's really annoying and he was just like trying to like save the boys and he was like trying to be butcher and he was trying to be something that he wasn't and then butcher comes back at the end of that episode oh, yeah. and then the next two episodes are kind of butcher putting Huey back in his place and then i felt like once everybody's sort of 
fell back into a spot where they like the quote unquote belonged, the hierarchy of it was when you started to actually appreciate Huey's role. And that was when like mother's milk made the whole canary reference. Oh yeah. And I think that that was when, like when Huey was trying to be something that he just wasn't and no fault to his own. I'm not saying like, Oh, he just wasn't, he's not evil or like, he's not, he's not, he doesn't have the, he's, he's not vengeful. He doesn't have that in him. I mean, he was, I guess, vengeful, but not in the same way that butcher was not in that like hardened way. And that's, and that's, that's, you know, the better arc for him anyways. A is way to better not arc be, for him. Yeah. And so, and then just like him calling Starlight his second wind, it was like, it all just made sense. And then, and then, and then when he, he was in his role, he was so good at it and he was so necessary for the boys and he's so necessary for Butcher and for Starlight and for all these things that he like represents. And then I, and then I really loved him when he was like the character he was meant to be. Yeah, like, okay, so then that leads me into my next question, which is, like, what, what of the interpersonal relationships, there's so many in this in this story. Who do you think had the best one? No, that one's hard. I think, honestly, because we didn't talk about it last week, I think that, really, we really saw, like, a great light shined on um, Butcher and Huey. Yeah, for sure. As the, I was just probably Butcher and Huey. And I'm like, and that's not to say, obviously, we, we, we went on at length about Homelander and Stormfront, mm-hmm. but... But I think that we need to pay special attention to Butcher and Huey because I think that Canary reference is so perfect because mm-hmm. Butcher is, you know, I think the biggest fear for him and within the boys is that he'll go too far. Like, you know, into the point where, oh, man, and now I really want to talk about Butcher and Becca. But I was like, like, well, he did go too far. He did, you know. And Many it, times. And, well, but I mean, like, his he's about to sacrifice his humanity, which is the thing that he, he wants most from, you know, his, his spouse. Right. But, um, you know, and that's where Becca comes in and she kind of grounds him because, you know, he really fucks it up when he's like, Oh no, your kid's a freak, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, no, he's like, he's my son. And I love him. But, but with butcher and Huey, I think that Huey playing that role of like the new Becca to not obviously in a romantic way, but in a, right. But who he represents and what he, how he grounds butcher. Yeah, I think was so well done. And, like, Mother's Milk being the one to tell him that, I'm like, that's the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's who – that's also, you know, it, it demonstrates who Mother's mm-hmm. Milk is to the team. He's um, the glue. He really is. And he's so good. Like, uh, in the end of the season when you got to see him go back to his go family. Back to his daughter. And his daughter was so happy. He's working on the dollhouse the whole, ep- the whole season. Yeah. Oh, he's what a so guy. good. He's so good. And so, like – Huey being, you know, they, they, I feel like everyone's role was cemented in this one. Yeah. I also really did also want to just mention Kimiko and her brother though. Yes. Because that storyline was crazy with him being the super terrorist and her trying to save him and him trying to save her and both of them sort of in this circle of like, no, they're playing you. No, they're playing you. No, you're getting brainwashed. No, you're getting brainwashed. And then they're evil. It's like the whole thing was really great. And then the way Frenchie fit into that too, where he was trying to like appeal to her brother the way he had also been to Kimiko. And then like he was, it's like, it was like Kimiko was chasing her brother. Frenchie was chasing Kimiko. And then the way it ends and then, like you see Kimiko just turn into just yeah. like give in to the evil nature of it all. But then Frenchie really holds her back. Like at the end of it, Frenchie's yeah. still chasing after her and he's still like when she's about and she's in the crowd and she was going to like go after oh, her yeah. and he grabs her hand. That was, the, that was amazing. And, and the best part is like, you never see him. Like you literally just see her going towards uh Stormfront to like yeah. her in front of the crowd. And then all you see is, Someone grab her, and then it pans up, and it's and it's, it's him. And yeah. I'm like, that is really well done. And when they were on the roof, and they were talking, and he says, I'm probably going to mess up the quote exactly, but he says, like, you die twice, once when you take your last breath, and once the last time somebody utters, or somebody says your name for the last time. Yeah. And then so he's like, let's, like, if you teach me how to speak in your language... Like, we can keep your family alive longer. Yeah. And oh. I was like, oh, my God. I was <laughs> like, like, if I didn't need a reason to love Frenchie more. What would you say? What did you say in your text to him? You call him a daddy? He can get it. I just said he can get it. He can. That's probably when I said that. Love, love him. That's probably yeah. when I said it. Then you, like, sent me a dreamy photo of him in, like, a <laughs> denim jacket. And it was over after that, folks. Like, 
Um, okay, then wait. Who's your favorite new character? You well, may... so I mean, Stormfront because she was the most intriguing and she had the most of us, the most storyline. Yeah. I mean, I thought Becca was great, but Becca was just, I felt so bad for her. She was just really stuck in a rock and a hard place. I mean, she had nowhere. She had nothing. Yeah. She had zero options and that was shitty. And I, I, I mean, Ryan was fine, but he was a kid. Like I didn't really feel any like crazy attachment to him. I was Ryan's like, like, I don't like crowds. And we're like, okay. Honestly, I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, I get that. <laughs> that was overwhelming for me to watch. Oh, Overstimulation for sure. Gosh. Um, but then at the end, when Becca, like daggers Stormfront in the eyeball. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, she's tight. I did not know she had that in her. I'm like, yeah, I can see why her and Butcher are compatible. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, dang. Um, I liked, uh, I think my favorite new character that we're going to see more of is uh, Stan Edgar. Yeah, he was great. I'm like, he's not quite new, but we got a lot more time, with, a him lot more time with him this season. And I just think when it, when it goes back to leverage, I think that another character that we are so afraid of is him. Is him. Yeah. Yeah, I like his, I like him. He's, he's, he's subtle in his threats. Oh yeah, and like, and I like that about him. You see, there's that whole opening scene where you know Homelander tries to come in and tell Edgar what he's gonna do. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's like, oh no, here's here's the new terms, and Stan Edgar says, you have no leg to stand on. Um, and we're not a superhero company, right? We're a pharmaceutical company, and it's like, and he he's not afraid of Homelander at all. Oh, he's like, well, you know, I'm really waiting for because I haven't read I haven't read the comics, but I'm like. I want there to be a moment where, like, there's a failsafe in Compound B. And so if there's a mm. super not acting the way they want them to, like, you know, whatever, blow their head up or something, like, you know. like. Well, okay, that's what I was going to ask you because I just – I realized that this morning, actually, when I was driving here thinking about it, I was like, Homelander doesn't seem to have a weakness. Like, I know that in a lot yeah. of ways his whole, like, I don't have a parent and so, like, Stillwell had that, like, hold on him. But even that, he was not tied down by her in the end, right, to the point where he killed her. And I don't – I want to know, like, he doesn't have, like, a kryptonite. Like, he doesn't have something that you can use against him. And I don't know if that's something that they're going to introduce later. But it's kind of like – He's the best, and he can literally kill everyone and everything. Like, he can take on any other superhero superheroes, too. So, like, what is it? Like, there's got to be something. Like you said, there's got to be something that maybe it's Edgar who knows it. Somebody's got to yeah. know how you take him down. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, like, I don't think they haven't. There's something, like, in the way I think about it, just being a comic book fiend that I am, he's not as strong as Superman. Like, you know, when when they when he's talking about the plane scene, he can't um he said he can't lift it up from like, you know, you know how superheroes or whatever live. Super oh, yeah. where they fly yes. and you know, he gets under it and he can lift it. He said he can't. That's right. He I said he can't do that because whatever there's no whatever physics. And I'm like, that those don't exist here, man. You can fly. Anyways. Sure. Um but there's also like you know, I've never seen anyone try and like you know, we've never seen Ryan oh yeah, no, we've never seen Ryan try to like freaking heat vision him. You know what I mean? We've yeah, never seen. That's I'm like true. that could be potentially be something. You know, we've never seen him bleed yet. I, I really think true. that's it. I'm like he's damn near invulnerable, but we don't we don't quite we know don't yet. Know what? Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, with a compound V, maybe there's a compound X. You know, it's freaking that's his kryptonite, whatever. Be great. I'm like I just wrote the boys. <laughs> like, Season three. Also, actually, the comic and I. Okay, so as I was getting my COVID, here's a chronicle, really quick for everyone. Here's a tale of me, Cameron, getting his COVID test. <laughs> I went to a rapid testing facility, and they were like, "This is gonna be rapid." It was not. I was there for two hours. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so I brought my iPad. It was the least rapid thing you were texting me. The whole I was time. texting Hannah. I'm like, "Okay." And I was reading The Boys Omnibus. It's on uh, Comixology uh, Unlimited for those that want to read it. And the the comic is actually way closer to the show than I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. I only That's read cool. like a couple issues. I'm probably five issues deep. But it was great. That's good to know. 
Yeah, like I'm not gonna read it. I don't know why I said it's good to know, but well, it's it good, good to know, know for people who are listening who yeah, no, I, I comics and want to read it. I said last week that it's not close at all, and I'm like, oh no, it really is. Like it's it's closer than you think, and so it's it, but it's so good, and like the members of the seven are so good. Stormfront in the comic, I guess, is actually a dude. Oh, yeah, interesting. He's like a white dude. That's. Mm, strange then so the whole like homelander stormfront it's different but relationship you know, wasn't in the books probably not probably not that sexual okay. one i'm like there's nothing wrong with that yeah no it's not i'm just <laughs> not what i expected you know or, so do they already have the books written for whatever season three will be oh yeah there's like six volumes oh okay they're like in there so like they probably, know they already know where this is going and people like, already know yeah there's like 1800 pages of the boys <laughs> comics out there so interesting um, yeah, no, there's, there's a bunch and Jensen Ackles has been slated for the third season. So that'll be good. Um, okay. And then I guess two more questions for you, Hannah. How did you like the twist at the end with the Congresswoman mm-hmm. being the one? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. We didn't talk about any of the religious cult stuff. Oh my God. The well, she, train, the deep stuff, the Fresca Chronicles, the Fresca Chronicles. You know what? Actually, we can sum it up pretty quickly. Cause I should be honest. I don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah, me neither. I didn't really, it was fine. It was a storyline that was in there. The deep, he, I think, you know what I think? I think he's really funny and I like, I mean, well, okay. The gills thing. Gross. Pat and Oswald the, voice of the gills. Yeah. But like, it was just a storyline that I'm not super intrigued by. Yeah. And even with a train getting, mixed in and out of it i was like eh, it doesn't really do much for me i like a train as a character but i'm really not drawn to him in any way yeah and so him getting kicked out of the seven and then getting back in the seven like the only thing he did was that he stole those papers for starlight it was the only thing he did the whole season that i enjoyed yeah. and I, so i don't i i don't have anything to say about it i thought it was just yeah. boring yeah, it was it was just kind of there and i think that's you know again I, if, if if it's as great as it is um I think that the it's going to pay off. Yeah, I think I think it'll come back. Well, it will because of the way it ended with the congresswoman blowing up that guy's head. Yeah. Did you like that twist? Do you like the unknown Um, potential? I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's really interesting that she runs a superhero. She's now running the branch that kind of oversees that when she's actually just trying to like hunt and kill them. Yeah. And because she is one, also. Yeah, literally, literally. So I mean, that's going to be. Well, she's not. They're not trying to hunt and kill supers. They're just anti-vot. Yeah, that's true. Hannah's like freaking Doc the Bounty Hunter for superheroes. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Was. That's her election campaign. I'm like, damn girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then I guess last question: What would you rate this season out of ten? Okay, this is the thing. I don't think that. <laughs> oh, it I just would, starts up with this is the. thing. I know, I know, because I have a lot. I told you that I I changed my mind in hindsight yeah. after watching season two. I'm changing, the I'm changing my rating of season one, which I don't know if I'm allowed to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, do it. Do I gave it at eight and a half. It was not an eight and a half. I would lower it. Really? Yeah, because season two was so freaking good. Oh my gosh, you're shocking. But, thank you. That's what I was going for. I'm like, Shock whoa, factor. wow factor. I really loved season two. I loved, maybe I liked him because I had the first season as context. And so like getting more involved yeah. in the characters, I was like, Oh, this is great. I, Cause I, I know I'm seeing a full circle with a lot of them, but, uh, I gave season two. Well, I gave season one, eight and a half, but I think I'm giving season two an eight and a half, mm. which would drop my first season rating to like, honestly, like a seven. Seven and a half. Wow. On a good day. I know. Wow. And I would give season two probably like a 8.7. Okay. So maybe we could go season one. If I'm being generous, season one, eight, season two, 8.7. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to shock you, I think. I thought season one, I think I said it was a 10. I think season one's better. I think it's still a 10. I'd probably give season two an eight. I don't know what it was. I think it was great. I think it was great in everything that it did. It did all of its jobs that it set out to do. I think the new characters were compelling and, mm-hmm. you know, they leaned into it, which was good. I just don't know if I loved it as much as I love season one. There wasn't anything that shocked me. I was shocked by everything in season two. Nothing shocked me in season one. Oh, she, season, I was the opposite. Season one literally shocked me like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like everything, you know, just like, you know, when you're, you couldn't take a breath, I felt like in season one. And then season two, I'm like... Yeah, she's going to be evil because she's evil. And then, oh, wow, she's that evil? Okay. You know, and then... Wow, we had... I was... Right. Polar I, opposites. I'd, I'd say it's like a, like an eight. Because season one, I felt like I wasn't really shocked. But season two, I thought I had had it dialed. 
And then everything like Butcher and Becca, that Becca was alive. Becca has Ryan, Kimiko's brother, Frenchie's storyline, Lamplighter, Mother's Milk. It, it was just constant. It was like, what, 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 what? Like everything. Stormfront, I didn't know she was going to be bad. I thought she was going to be great at first. And then I was like, oh, okay, she's a little bit bad. Oh, okay, she's really bad. Oh, now she's like a charred piece of hot dog sitting on the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Like all of that was like shock. It was all just shocking to me. The thing is that I said on the last episode, and I'll real quickly just like, you know, I can't give anything a super high rating if I can't watch it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that I lost two nights of sleep. Because I didn't sleep after I finished it either. I didn't tell you that the finale, I didn't sleep the night. I didn't sleep that night, and I don't think it was that finale in itself. I think it was we had watched so many episodes back, like because I was just trying to get through it. And, and it was ruined. I watched. We watched like four or five episodes. Like we watched a bunch when we were stayed home sick one day, and then like two days later, and then two days later, and then we just watched so much all at once. And then the last episode happened and I was like, Oh, I'm free. Like I felt great. I was like, okay. And nothing really happened in the last one. That was super disturbing. I mean, I thought Stormfront, she looked pretty fucked up there at the end. I was like, well, that was gross, but I was like, yeah, this is fine. But then, um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really sleep well that night. So I started watching Grace and Frankie. Uh, Cause I had like a pretty bad nightmare in the middle of the night from like literally straight out of the, that episode. I like had this like wild nightmare and I woke up and I was like, I can't sleep. I'm like, so like freaked out. And so then I watched, that was when I like 1230 that night I started watching Grace and Frankie. And I think I watched it from like 1230 to like 230 was the last time I checked what time it was. So I didn't sleep that night either. Well, wow. So it's hard to give that a super high. And even the fact that I'm even willing to give that still at 8.7. And lose two nights of sleep, that is saying something. Wow. Hannah is really proud of her 8.7 rating. Um, I might drop it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm like 8.1, 8.2. Eight right? and a half, I would say. I probably really honestly don't want to go much above that. Except for Frenchie. Man, he redeemed the whole goddamn thing. Damn. Hannah, there's a lot going on here. And you know what I was really thinking? I'm like, TBD, if Hannah's going to come back for season oh, three. Yeah, I don't make any promises. I'm like, I just really <laughs> don't know what's going to happen for season three. If Hannah's, gonna, I'm like, we're going to do a cycle of Hannah's like going to watch episode one and be like, I can't do it. And then, yeah, it's going to change every other episode. But I was thinking if they release season three, one episode a week, Yeah, I bet you I'll be fine. Because it'd be one episode a week where I think that that's a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Everything else, I binged season one and season two. I watched yeah. so much at one time that it was so much content and too much violence to take in. Because I get really into whatever shows I'm binging. Like, yeah. I start to watch so much of it that I'm like, oh, I live in their world now. <laughs> like, that's like I watched Yellowstone and then I like, went like, and bought a book about like Native Americans training horses. I was like wondering why you're wearing cowboy boots today. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for being here. Hannah is going to be back at the end of the year for it's either the end of the year or the beginning of next year for our best of the year episode. We are going to talk about our favorite things of the year so you can be enthusiastic to hear Hannah's voice again. And then, actually, next week, we have a very special guest, Jared Watson, lead singer of the Dirty Heads and uh, artist on Sword Beach, coming in to talk about The Private Eye by Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. So you guys are, wanting to, you guys are going to want to s- check that out. Um, also, go follow Cameron Reads Comics on Instagram. And then, please, please, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Um Thank you so much, Hannah, for hanging out with us today. Thank you. We will see you very soon. See you later.